0: Welcome back to our podcast. You're listening with Sam and Renee, and we are your everyday educators. We're at episode four now. We had our episode three last week. We chatted a little bit about our sustainability action plan. We had a lot of great feedback, actually, which was really fantastic. It was, it was so wonderful. Nice. Yeah, so nice to hear. So, if you haven't had a listen, go back, listen to that one. you listen to this one because it was really helpful we had some really great strategies and uh, links to a few different community people that have helped us along the way too so uh, yeah let's jump straight into it this week we're chatting a little bit about the orientation process with educators and staff inductions staff inductions and how we can support you guys in a couple of strategies that might be helpful when settling in new educators perfect So over the years, I am sure you have had many inductions, met many new educators. How do you find that enrolment orientation process with educators?
1: I think over the years, I'm getting better and better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, a few different things have changed um, and obviously I've gotten used to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's, so the, what's the most challenging part? Time. Start- to find time. Yeah, like you don't have enough time. There's not enough time. And I think one of the biggest things that you come across is when you've got new educators or students or anything like that coming into place. But definitely when you've got a new educator, you kind of need them to start straight away because they're a part of ratio. Yeah. And trying to find the time to do an induction or orientation, whatever you would like to call it, can be really tricky. Yeah, it is. So that's definitely one of the hardest parts. But. And orientation slash induction, whatever yeah. you would like to call it, is extremely important. Yeah. I can't express how important it is. It sets a real first impression
0: in a does. sense. It does. It sets the tone. Yeah. Of what to expect. And yeah.
1: What the culture is within your service and what your expectations are yeah. as and a that service. A, and
0: that it's a priority too. Yeah. yeah. And that
1: they're a priority. Yeah. I think that's really important too is you've got this educator coming in who is probably extremely nervous about their first day and also extremely keen to get started. Yeah. And you need to show them that support as well. Of course, of course.
0: So some strategies. What have you found has helped during the orientation process with educators? Like is there anything that you kind well, of go over- to?
1: My, I'll talk about my newest way, yeah. maybe of doing my inductions, which I feel has really worked. Yeah. Um, and it's just something that I've come across over the years of doing them. But I think if you can, I, and I understand that money can be an issue. So yeah. I understand that not everyone can do this, but I cannot express how important it is if you can do this. So set aside a whole day. If yeah. you can, um, even though that's that educator's first day, make it as though they're not a part of ratio. Yeah. It's really important. And then what I like to do is the first hour when they arrive to the center, I get them to sit down, introduce myself again, do a tour of the center, show them where all the facilities are, all the rooms, yeah. um, and start getting making them feel a little bit more comfortable and a part of the team. Yeah, Then... I go through my orientation checklist. I go. I have quite an extensive orientation checklist, <laughs> which I also speak to them about and go, this isn't to overwhelm you, but we do have quite a few things to go through just so I can prepare you for what our expectations here are yep. at the service.
0: And it is, it's so important because mm.
1: like you mentioned, you know, important
0: policies, yep. procedures, the way that we do things compared to maybe a previous service that they may have worked at, It does need to be discussed in their first kind of initial
1: stages of working because that's where lines can sometimes be blurred. So that's exactly right. And every center that you go to, the policies can be different. Yeah. So yes, we, we have the same outcome, but we might have a different procedure of doing things. Yeah, for sure. So the first hour for me is spent going through everything. Then the second hour that that educate of that educators day is spent, I send them up to the staff room and I get them to have a bit of a read through the policies for about an hour. Yep then um, it gives them t- time also to kind of settle down yeah. and calm down, have Jod- a Jod- 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 few notes, notes. that's yep. it, have a tea, have a coffee, Um and it's a nice way kind of, to kind of come into the centre. Yeah. And then after that, I usually go up, check on them, see if they've got any questions for me, go through all that. And then I, for the third hour, they go into one of the rooms, depending yep. on their role, and they... They shadow the room leader, yeah, perfect, and spend time doing that. so they'll shadow the room leader for the day and then the following week, I'll sit down and we'll go through another bit of a small orientation process. yeah, go through, make sure that my checklist has all been ticked off. Some of the checklist has been done by the room leader, yep, yeah. and some by me. And then they get a few more hours to go through policies. And then I also put aside some time for them to go and meet with the educational leader. Yeah, awesome. Which, mm. again, is a very, yeah, very important. So it is extremely extensive. Yeah. But I feel that it's really important because, as I said, through those conversations, you talk about your expectations. For instance, yep. being to work on time. Yeah. Uh, always wearing the correct uniform. Yeah, all you know, fun stuff. All that fun things that <laughs> are really important to you as a centre director, Yeah, as an educator, and really setting that, as I said, really setting the culture within yeah. what your service has. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, the point of our podcast and us sharing these
0: conversations with educators is to share the sweet stuff. And the reason that the topic of the day is orientation and enrollment for educators mm. is because... It really has set a standard for how the educators are within the classroom. Definitely. And so spent that time valuing them, showing them that you are important. We want you to know everything before you go into this um, has made the world of a difference, hey? Has.
1: So, Sam being the room leader Mm. once I've gone through my orientation process and I hand them over to you how do you advocate for them as an educator professional?
0: I guess much like you did spending the time with them so that we can have those conversations and chats first and foremost you know figuring out what they're interested in what their strengths are are important within the classroom and I know when I start a new job I want to feel welcomed and appreciated and involved so yeah taking the time to do that definitely makes a lot of a difference um we go over our well my personal experiences Mm -hmm. i've liked to go over my room expectations so sit down i've got them ready to go they very rarely change um and i keep them very short and sweet they're not sort of telling people what to do but more letting them know what my expectations are for the classroom so for example uh one of them would be you know messy play we love getting messy especially when it comes to art and craft or sensory play paint on the walls if you need to like i don't mind (laughs) as long as you're not leaving your mess for me to clean up or other educators to clean up it's all good so that's one of my non-negotiables like if you're implementing a really fantastic experience it's going to go for four days great Make sure you let us know so we're not cleaning up after you. Um, But those types of things are all written down. So I like to sit with them, have a conversation about that. Um, And, yeah, I guess the philosophy is something that we touch on in that type of orientation. How we go about our day, whether it be if we have routine times for meals and sleeps and things like that. Or if we're quite flexible. Um, Yeah, one of the things that I've found has always helped much like probably your checklist Mm -hmm. has been like a teacher binder.
1: Ah yes. I do love a good teacher binder. Teacher
0: binder. So when I was at a previous service I had one just for myself. Yep. And inside was things like calendars and resources and lists and checklists and all of the fun stuff that teachers like to collect. Yep. And it helped me survive the year. Yep. I could always go back to it It went with me everywhere. Leaflets and handouts and post-it notes, they were all in that one spot. So if anyone needed anything, I knew where it was. So I found coming into my most recent role, having support educators in the classroom uh, benefited from a binder themselves so that's been something super helpful that I kind of go over so do through you the induction process. with
1: this sorry with this binder that yeah. you do do you have that ready to go when a new educator starts not on their first day yeah i like
0: to have it semi prepared but i also personalize it to make sure that it's specific to them so yep. uh, in there i include the expectations yep. uh usually i'll pop in a couple of the more frequently visited policies I would say so for example nappy change procedures and Mm -hmm. sleep requirements a couple of the ones that we you know are going to look at during that induction process I pop in there Uh, just as a reference they can go back to if they need to Uh, a calendar I like to add in there and we can put uh, staff birthdays we've put staff events in there so that you know they can take it home and read over it or in their own time you know their induction time off the floor they can sit down and have a flick through and see
1: perfect and see what's in there yeah that would make me feel comfortable when yeah. i came into a room yeah
0: well i've you know i like to personalize it and make it really special and you know i've
1: And who doesn't like stationery? Like, I'll tell you (laughs) what, if if when I started in a role and someone handed me a beautiful folder that had my name on the front and then I opened it up and it had all this information inside and a couple of pens and post-it notes and things like that, I think I'd flip. It was a really nice... So exciting. Yeah,
0: and um, the most recent role that I've been in when I did kind of go through this process with the girls... They were super appreciative of it because it was a space for them, like when they go to professional development or if they go to meetings or whatever it might be, they take that folder with them. Yep. It's got our logo on the front. It's got their name. They've got all the bits and pieces inside. Um, I added like little binded books in there too, so they can take their notes. Everything's in the one spot. Um, And yeah, like you said, the stickers and the post-it notes, all the cute stuff that educators really like i just popped in there and it was yeah something special and i find that it's been really helpful when we have had to discuss certain situations whether it's been um you know behavior support plans for children or allergy discussions yeah sweet and and sour meetings correct that we do um any types of notes or discussions that we've had The girls can pop those into their folders and revisit it when they need to. And it's
1: not really, it's not just a reference for the educators. It's probably also a really good reference for you to see where they're at as a room leader. Definitely. And
0: what they are jotting down and what they are sort of, you know, looking at and revisiting. A couple of weeks ago... Uh, we were chatting a lot about and this is just so random, but we were talking a lot about intuitive eating and how we can really support children in that aspect of learning and one of the girls had found a really great article and had printed it off for us and during our room meetings that we do every week, she was like, look what I found, this is fantastic and we were able to add it to our uh, folder. Yeah, you might not have read it right there and then, but when I did have the time to go back and read over it, I was like, this is fantastic and yeah, it was nice because they were super motivated to add it, not just to their own, but to everyone's in the classroom. So. And I
1: guess that educator would have felt comfortable to yeah. be able to bring something like that to yeah. you because of the orientation process in the first place where you've probably, and I know that I do, openly say to them, if you've got any really good resources or information, share with us. Yeah, for sure. We did. We definitely sat
0: down, spoke about how important that part of learning is. And yeah, it's really shone through so we're now a few weeks in all settled in getting to know everybody hanging out with their new educated friends met all the families (laughs) what happens next how do you kind of follow on with the orientation process
1: so what i like to do and look, don't get me wrong. It's, yeah. I do sometimes find it really tricky to find the time because as always, you know, the center life kind of goes on as well. Of course. Um, But I really try my best to do a monthly orientation. Yeah. So I get them back in the office and I say to them, so how are things going? You know, how are you fitting in? Do you have any questions? Yeah. You know, and all that type of stuff. Um, do you have any questions on policies, how are you fitting into the room routine, you know, is there any kind of training or anything like that that you require from being here after a month? And just do a, it doesn't have to be long. It's usually only about 10 minutes, Yeah. Um, but it's just a follow-up meeting to see how they're going. And then once that one's done, then in three months time, so I do their probationary meeting as well. Yeah, perfect. And you do a follow-on to see how things are going. It's good. It's like a nice timeline.
0: Yep. Well, I know that Obviously, with my very short time as a director, how challenging those, that time can be. So, to support Renee um, and previous experiences beforehand, I tried to do like kind of like a six-week check-in with educators. Not just new educators, but all educators. Uh, we called it The Sweet and the Sour how relevant considering this is and sweet I stuff.
1: love <laughs> this um Sam came up with this yeah. and I have to admit I absolutely love it and now all my room leaders do sweet and yeah. sours with their educators
0: I got I just I found that my experience at another service you know we got to a kind of six weeks in three months into my new role and I still hadn't spoken with anyone. (laughs) Like I still hadn't gotten that chance to sit down and say, like, look, I really want to learn more about this, or I'm hoping that I can go and do some training on this and really benefit the room. But because time was such a restraint and there was just so many challenges, I never really got that. So I knew going into a new role, I wanted to implement something that ensured Every six weeks, I was able to check in with my educators and make sure that they were feeling supported and be able to offer support in areas that they may not have been
1: fully supported in. That's right. But it it helps me too because what will happen is Sam will do her sweet and with her educators, making sure that everything's going okay, and then Sam will come and have a chat with me and let me know how that they've gone as well. So it all becomes a part of that orientation process and then it extends on that so that we always yeah. know that everyone's happy within their role.
0: Yeah. And, it, and it's an opportunity to chat about the sweet stuff, <laughs> hashtag the sweet stuff. Yeah. Uh, so all of the things that they're enjoying um, and that's just quite briefly, but we do have our layout that should yeah. be available soon. If you guys are interested in it, like we're more than happy to share it. Uh, and then we have the sour. Yeah. So things that, you know they might be needing more assistance in and then yeah a few little bits and pieces that kind of extended into professional development or support within the classroom or whatever it might have been and yeah like Renee said I was able to have those discussions with my team and then if there were any sort of areas that I then needed Renee's support in or you know my director or whoever it might be I was able to do that without Renee having 25 different meetings with all the different stuff and it gave room leaders that real sense of ownership res- yeah, and responsibility,
1: responsibility too. like over their staff within their room. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's absolutely gold. Yeah. It's and worked really I, well. Yeah. It really has. And it's really made, I think with these sweet and sours, it actually assists me in knowing even more of what's going on in the room because I can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. So having those sweet and sours sent to me every six weeks um. Oh, It's just a godsend. And yeah. I feel as though I know exactly what's going on in the rooms no, all the time. Fantastic. And, you know, it can be flexible
0: to you within your service. You know, if you're an educator uh, within a room, you know, with a room leader and you're feeling like there might not be that opportunity to sit and chat because we know how the days are. It's mm. crazy. Maybe it's worthwhile sitting down and having a discussion, you know, head over to... Our Facebook page and let us know like if this is something that might be helpful for you that's what we're here for to support you guys and make life a little easier for educators um that's our intention well (laughs) we hope but yeah even yeah have a chat with your director see if that's something that you guys might be able to chat about I know we we still do appraisals and everything else, but more moving from performance and more about support has been the real beneficial part of it all. And I
1: think also as a professional educator, you find it, you find that you continue to be more motivated when you're doing these sweet and sounds because you're talking about the positives as well. Yeah. Things that are going on that are really good. Yeah. And it,
0: it allows you to identify strengths yeah. in different educators. And, you know, just swinging it back to that induction process where I would have, you know, I would sit down and chat about things that they're interested in, whether it's hobbies or sewing or knitting, whatever it might be. And then coming back to a sweet and sour a few months later. Is there ways we can implement those strategy, those strengths within the classroom as a teacher and, you know, to be able to sit down and have those conversations, yeah, have been really, really important in that process. So hopefully
1: it's something that can help you guys. So going through the orientation process, one of the other important aspects of the process is going and having a conversation with the educational leader now obviously you're an educational leader what role do you have in the orientation process
0: I like to pop in and say hi during your first day induction type situation let them know that I am the educational leader and that I'm around for any support that they might need but we really do like to stress the importance of the relationships with children and families first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before I can even delve into how our program works and how we reflect on our practices and et cetera et cetera yeah. et cetera, they need to know whose mum is who and who's picking up who and the different children in the different classrooms and really get to know them first. So often I might give them a list of children's names with parents' names and grandparents' names yep. um, so that that can be their focus for a few weeks and then revisit it once they're a little more settled in and then sit down and have those discussions about how we program, yep. how we plan, all of those types of things. Look at the quality improvement plan yep. and the areas that we're working on with, within the service. Yep. Uh, have those discussions a little bit later once they know educators names and children's names and parents names then yeah for sure I think it's a good kind of point
1: yeah definitely and so how long would you say so for instance when would you start giving them information about the actual program how 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 does that come into play I guess it just depends on the educator Uh, you know
0: often during that orientation process when they're sitting with the director and the room leader those the director and the room leader should be getting a fair feel for where they're at in regards to their understanding of our frameworks and pedagogy. So that can kind of give me a starting point as to where I can head with that particular educator. You know, they might have had an immense amount of experience and know everything already and just need to know the workings of our service. Yeah. Or they might be a trainee trainee or (laughs) someone who doesn't necessarily know enough quite yet so that's when i have those conversations with director and room leader and work out okay it might be worthwhile sitting down setting aside some time to chat and really go over it thoroughly uh without overwhelming them yeah (laughs) um so yeah i guess it's just more communicating with with your team and seeing when when they're ready for it which is fantastic yeah
1: (laughs) Well, I think we've rattled off quite a few different things for the orientation process now. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, there's some helpful ideas there.
0: If you can think of any more, we right. want to know them. <laughs>
1: Yes. Let us know what's worked for you in your services. That's it. Well, no orientation process is perfect, so I'm always keen to All hear. the same. That's My goodness, it. <laughs> there's so many different
0: types of settings as well, so maybe that's right. this doesn't work for you. You have well,
1: to let us know. That's it, yeah. and give us some ideas. Maybe we can better our own process as well. And- yep. So the best place to get us is on Facebook,
0: um, www.facebook.com forward slash Simmels. Search us. We've got um, a page called the Everyday Educators as well. Uh, The group where you guys can share and add and comment and write all your different ideas. Um, Or message us there. We can get in touch with you there. Um, Our website, www.simmels.com.au. We have a bunch of resources on there that you might find helpful whether it be your induction process or you know other runnings within your service Mm -hmm. if we think the sweet and sour might be something you guys want to see let us know because we can start putting uh something like that together for you guys if you feel it will help within your centers just yeah yeah Yeah. give us a heads up let us know awesome Thanks for joining us for our podcast. You're listening with Sam and Renee. And we are your everyday educators at Simmels. Sharing the sweet stuff.